It's estimated that 40 million people across the globe are held against their will, modern day slaves. Sadly, most of the world knows nothing about the most significant human rights issue of its time. Our guests today aim to end slavery for good and how you can help through the end at Ruck on this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. Joash Thomas, James Conley, welcome to Pick Up the Six Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here, and uh, thank you both for having me. Honored to be here, Brian. Thank you so much, boss. Man, I'm excited for this conversation we're going to have. Listen, it's going to be a heavy conversation about this subject matter, but one that needs to be had. And it's one of those issues that we have to continue to ensure is brought to the light of day. And it's this pandemic that is sweeping our globe called modern day slavery and the millions of people who get caught up in this by no fault of their own. So we're going to talk about the broader scope of this and this incredible work that Joe Ash's organization is doing at the International Justice Mission. But then, James, how you get connected to it, right? And you guys are in different proximities. This is a global mission for them, but you're a good friend of mine down in the Wilmington, North Carolina area and how it's come into your community and it's spread from there. So really excited to have that conversation. Let's do some introductions first to set the stage for who you two guys are. So Joe Ash, you lead international justice missions, advocacy and mobilization efforts in the Southeast region. So tell us just a little bit about you first. We'll talk about the mission of IJM and how it's connected, but just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So Born and raised in Mumbai, India, uh, got exposed to the work of IJM at a very young age. Um, and, uh, you know, really my childhood dream uh, ever since I was 15 was to grow up and work for IJM someday. So not a lot of people get to say that they work for their dream organization. But, you know, here I am uh, more than a decade later, about 13 years later, and, uh, you know, grateful for the privilege to work at IJM. But yeah, my wife and I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a bachelor's degree in uh, international affairs from Georgia State, a master's degree in political management. Um, used to work in the political world before coming to IJM. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm also a seminary student by night at Dallas Theological Seminary. Wow, man, that's quite a bit to put on the plate. How, how did you, since that age, know, you know, of this organization? I mean, tell me a little bit about how your eyes were open to it, how you found out and, 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 uh, and how it kind of got put really in this, in missional work, how it got put on your heart. Absolutely. So a lot of people don't realize this, but, but India is actually home to the world's largest population of slaves, more than half of the world's population of slaves, the 40 million number that you just cited, Brian, um, more than half of that uh, number of folk live in India and are trapped in India. Uh, So I grew up actually having no idea about this um, until I read a book at 15 called The Good News About Injustice, written by our CEO, founder, Gary Haugen, Uh, just talks about the brokenness of injustice, especially modern day slavery in the world around us. Uh, But it also talks about the role of the Christian and the role of the church uh, to do something about this and how IJM is mobilizing the church to do something about this globally. Uh, And I just wanted to be a part of that answer and solution. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Rare to to your point. Do you hear about somebody who James has such a strength of purpose at a young age to know this is where he 
ultimately wants to end up. God is good. It's amazing that you're in that seat you're in now. James Conley, my friend from Wilmington, North Carolina. If you've listened to Pick Up the Six podcast before, if you listen to episode five with Dave Redding, who we affectionately refer to as Dread in this F3 community. So I know James is beauty. He knows me as Hello Kitty. So if you hear us slip back and forth into F3 vernacular and nicknames, know that it's out of love that we might do that. So beauty, James, it's good to see you, my friend. How are you? That's great, G. Great to be here, Brian. I almost called you Hello Kitty right off the bat. That's okay, that's okay. And certainly, certainly honored to to run with Joe Ash in this and just hear his story once again uh, is inspiring, and it gives a lot of uh, rooting to the cause that we're we're going after here with uh, International Justice Mission and and End at Ruck, partnering with International Justice Mission to see these people set free. Yeah, it's incredible. We're going to talk about how that connection happened and what folks can do to help with it, talking about that end at Ruck, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit. James Connolly here in Wilmington, North Carolina, raised here in Wilmington, lived in California for a little bit, uh, had a significant uh, life change at 16 years old when I came to know Jesus. And, and from that place, I uh, believe that God uh, really started transforming my heart, giving me a heart to see people set free as I had experienced being set free spiritually, setting them free spiritually and physically. And so, uh, I own a few companies, small businesses called JC surf camp and purpose moving really involved with a, a local workout group called F3 here in the Wilmington region, uh, involved with, a. Another thing that turned into a church called Surf Church. Yeah, Surf uh, Church. That God has been using in some really incredible ways. And uh, and excited about this End at Ruck Challenge that we started uh, almost uh, a year and a half ago now, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, around there. And it's yeah. just morphed and, and turned into this, this incredible cause to get people involved in a real fight worth fighting. Yeah. We're going to talk about what that end at Ruck challenge looks like, what it's going to feel like, how folks can get involved and really what your ultimate goals are through that effort and how it's grown from maybe in and around where you live to now it's, you've got folks all over the country who are participating to help you out. Joe Ash, let's go back and talk a little bit about the work that IJM does. And, and for those who maybe they've heard podcasts talking about this, or they've seen on the news, or they've heard about this effort to end modern day slavery it's hard to probably wrap your brain around just how big, and I use the word pandemic with all intentionality, how big this pandemic is, how, how big this strain is. So just tell us a little bit about what we really are up against here. Yeah, absolutely. So IJM is the world's largest anti-trafficking organization. Uh, we were one of the first Christian organizations to get involved in this fight. Um, so we started back in 1997. We were launched by our founder, CEO, Gary Haugen. Uh, Gary used to be a lawyer for the Department of Justice. Um, he was the head of the investigative, investigations uh, committee uh, for the United Nations in Rwanda right after the Rwandan genocide. And, you know, as Gary was sorting through the remains uh, of people murdered, uh, mass murdered in this genocide, you know, the thing that he realized is that what the victims of violence in this moment needed the most uh, wasn't a microloan or wasn't food or wasn't uh, shelter. It wasn't these things that the church had gotten really good at taking care of. It was this need 
the church hadn't really done much on, which was this need to protect the poor from violence, this need to restrain the hand of the oppressor from coming down on them. And uh, it's that vision and that need that led to the creation of IAM uh, in 1997. So we started off as a group of Christian lawyers uh, and then realized that we had to have a social work aftercare component to it, uh, counselors and providing therapy to folks who we rescue. Uh, and, you know, for the first 10 years of IJM, uh, we were just trying to, you know, uh, fight individual cases in court and conduct individual rescue operations and rescue two or three people at a time. Uh, but what ended up happening over the next 10 years is we expanded our work to partnerships. So we started training uh, local governments on the ground, law enforcement. Um, and then, uh, you know, over time, we came up with this vision for 2017 to rescue thousands, protect millions, and prove that justice for the poor is possible. Well, we ended up doing that by 2017. We ended up uh, rescuing about 50,000 people. Um, today, uh, the number is about close to 60,000 folks that have been rescued from slavery and violence around the world. Ended up uh, protecting millions from ever being trafficked, uh, from ever being oppressed in that way in the first place. Um, and, uh, you know, we proved in countries where it had never been proven before that justice for the poor is in fact possible. Uh, so our vision for 2030 is to now rescue millions, protect half a billion, and make justice for the poor unstoppable. So that's IJM. With, with 40 million, you know, currently enslaved in these ways, and when you talk about rescuing rescuing millions, that's the work that has to get done. I want to talk about how you guys have formulated this into local partnerships and why that's such an important part of what you do and, and knowing that you come at it with the heart that you have. I want to read this, though, from IJM's website, and this shares a story. And this is the heavy stuff that happens, but it puts a voice and it puts a life to who these people are. So this is Elsa, and mind you that there's some pseudonyms used here. Says Elsa lost her parents at 12 years old. She was determined to find work to support her brothers. A local bar owner offered her a job, but it was a trap. For years, she was facing countless nights of sexual exploitation, but now she's safe because of IJM. Another one reads, Foley was a young boy that was first forced to work 19-hour days on his uncle's fishing boat. He prayed to God for safety and a chance to escape. And after the local police freed him, he was able to go to school and play soccer. The line at the end of that is after the local police freed him. So IJM's not coming in necessarily with boots on the ground, so to speak, to, to save these people, but it's local partnerships that make it work. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you look at every freedom movement around the world, it's always been a homegrown movement, right? So George Washington wasn't this Brit or this Canadian. Uh, he was this American, this red-blooded American that led this movement. And, uh, you know, that's that's what we think has to happen around the world. Uh, we have people of goodwill in local law enforcement, uh, local authorities. Uh, we have people of goodwill um, who want to be leaders in this fight in their own country. So we do all we can to elevate these leaders. So 99% of our staff are actual uh, locals to the countries that we operate in. Uh, we don't fly folks over from the West. In fact, the only folks we fly from the West are uh, people who went like me as interns uh, to serve these offices. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's a big part of our model, but we're also bridge builders mm -hmm. at the end of the day. That's one of our core values. Uh, we believe in building bridges with 
anyone and everyone of goodwill, regardless of where they're coming from. So uh, we look for these local partners on the ground, regardless of religious affiliation, regardless of uh, geographic location. We look for these great partners who will come alongside us. And, you know, uh, fun story. I actually was sharing a report with a donor family a few days ago, a donor church, actually. Um, they support our work in Thailand, Cambodia. And, uh, you know, that office is largely funded by Walmart, the Walmart Foundation uh, to clean up their supply chains. And what's interesting is that, you know, I noticed um, that we were reporting about 300, 400 convictions just in 2020. And I was like, this is nuts. I've never seen these kind of numbers and criminal convictions just from like one region alone. So what's going on here? So I reached out to the Asia Pacific region at IJM and they clarified that these numbers are true because of these local partners who have trained and equipped, and now they're going and doing the work in a pandemic uh, in places where IJM can't be. So that's the bar of partnerships right there. Yeah, and planting that, plant that seed, right? And, and empowering those local communities. James, you'll like this to be unlocked in a sense, right? Now they are free to lead to go do those things. It's an F3 phrase that we believe so much in uh, one more statistic, 71% of modern day slaves are women and girls, 25% of modern day slaves, children. So this, these are the things that the work that you're doing is just so incredibly important. All right, one more. And then Conley, we're coming your way to talk about this end at Ruck and how you got connected to this and what's going on in your community and really expanded around it. But I got to think, Joe Ash, there, there's still probably a lot of folks out there that don't want you guys coming to town that don't want these this kind of progress happening. How much of a challenge is that in this space, just with the deep rooted evil that just has permeated many of these communities? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it can be so easy for us to be skeptics and pessimistic um, about the prospects of finding people of goodwill wherever we're at. But, you know, as, as people of hope, as people of the Bible, mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of hope and God continues to give us a lot of hope. So, we have always found people of goodwill wherever uh, we go. And we only enter countries where the government welcomes us because we do want the government to have that desire, to, at least on paper, you know, to have that uh, eagerness to solve this problem. So we want to come equip these local governments to do what they're supposed to be doing, which is protecting their poor from violence. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we have been able to find and identify people of goodwill. And, you know, we, we get creative around that sometimes, uh, you know, so if, a low level uh, police official as being a bit of an obstructionist. We try to build a relationship with his boss um, and, you know, we try to get them positive coverage in the media whenever they do a rescue operation. So, you know, we try to incent incentivize local governments and equip them and train them to do this kind of work as well. Uh, yeah. And that's part of our strategy in the field, but, you know, um, I know you're about to go to James in a little bit, but we're so grateful for our partners here in the United yeah. States that make this work possible. So just as we have partners overseas in the field, we also have partners like End It Ruck and F3 here that are doing the great work of getting their communities, their churches, um, you know, their runners club involved. And uh, it's going to take all of us to get this thing ended. Yeah, you talked about people of goodwill and you've got one, you know, on this podcast with us. And a man that I know is, is deeply rooted in his faith and not by coincidence, James, that your name is James, but there's so much James too involved in this, you know, faith without deeds, faith without works is dead. So let's talk about your connection to this, Mr. Conley, and, and how this thing for you locally, right? So you've got this global organization 
doing incredible work to help free and liberate millions of people. How does it end up in Wilmington, North Carolina, this end at Ruck? So tell us how we get there and what this thing is. Yeah, grateful to, and, and just again, humbled to listen to Joe Ash walk us through uh, some of the work that they're doing and uh, how incredible it is to see God use a whole bunch of different parts to bring about his purposes throughout the world. So uh, honored to be a part of it here in, in little old Wilmington, North Carolina, and see it birthed into the nation, hopefully through F3 and through enditruck.com. Uh, in February of last year, we had a vision of just a small group of us to do something uh, that we thought was a little crazy, but would also uh, shine a light on modern day slavery. And to set it up for you, I'll explain first what rucking is. You, you, you and I know that, but for some of our listeners, they might yeah. not know. A ruck is a military style type backpack that carries a, uh, a certain amount of weight. Uh, and typically it's 30 pounds or greater, depending on how much you weigh. And after a little while of walking or, or jogging or moseying, as some of us would say, it gets uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to ruck carry this heavy backpack, this burden, if you will, through the night. And we wanted to do it for 26.2 miles through the night in order to represent those that carry the heavy burden of modern day slavery in darkness. And then we wanted to finish our 26.2 miles, the marathon distance shortly after sunrise in order to shine a light on this injustice. We made it a marathon distance because the story of the marathon is he was he was running from one city to another to warn of an impending danger, an impending doom. And so we're doing the same thing. And so needless to say, the pandemic came and changed our plans. We wanted to have it in April of 2020, but thought it best to not shine a light and draw a lot of attention with a large group of people during that season. And it was just safer to not do it in the first place. And so over the last 10 months to a year, we've started to uh, form up this idea of the end at ruck challenge that goes outside of rocking and includes running and walking, biking, swimming, anything physical, because I think a lot of people find themselves, and I'm sure both of us can relate, or all of us here can relate, where uh, we want to do something, right? It's it's better to do something about one thing than nothing about everything. And you just find your, yourself gritting your, your fists together, your teeth together, wanting to do something, but you don't know what to do. You don't know how to do it. And so we learned um, about this incredible partnership that International Justice Mission has with the, the local regions that are really suffering from this uh, pandemic, if you will, this, this modern day injustice. And uh, I, I was introduced to this a decade or two ago because my family uh, growing up supported International Justice Mission and saw it as a worthy cause. And so it's been a seed that was planted and, mm -hmm. and just continued to grow. And I'm walking with a number of guys and girls that are really passionate about as well. So we had this hairy audacious dream to fund 50 rescue operations, which I've learned from Joe Ash will actually set anywhere from 150 to 25,000 people free according to past rescue operations. Now, a rescue operation is $6,550. And the way that we are funding those rescue operations is we're maxing out, we're maxing out our miles to raise funds for freedom. 
I'll say it again. We're maxing out our miles to raise funds for freedom at enditruck.com. And we're asking everyone that's getting involved, whether you walk, bike, run, rock, or swim, to donate or have someone sponsor you at least a dollar per mile, right? And you can donate right there on the site and it passes through to our F3 foundation and then straight through to international justice mission so that we can see these people set free. I want to talk about the timeline of when people can get signed up for that and you know what you're ultimately gearing up for. I will jokingly recommend if you're going to do the swim, take the rucksack off. Okay. Ah, if you're going to swim yeah. your miles, take the rucksack off and maybe you swim a few miles before surf church. That's not a bad way to get some of your swim miles in. So what's the time like look like brother for this thing to happen? And I know you've had to shift some of this. You're going to have this big event in October with this overnight ruck to be able to ultimately complete that. But for folks who are listening as they're listening now, what can they do to get signed up to participate or if they even want to help? And I know you mentioned in at ruck.com. So tell us just a little bit more about the logistics and the timing. Yes, this is perfect. Cause I was just writing a long response to someone about this. So we, uh, have until October 10th. And we're just going to say October 1st to really see this mm-hmm. vision and mission accomplished of the 50 rescue operations funded. And we want to do it by inviting anyone and everyone to visit enditruck.com. Now you can uh, log your miles by going to the log your miles tab, signing up, and then uh, going and continuing to every time that you put down 10 miles of running, 20 miles of rocking, whatever it is. Could we have uh, old, old men and women that are in their, their 60s or 70s that are logging miles at enditruck.com because they want to be part of this mission and vision yep. to see people set free. And so uh, our hope is to see $327,500 raised. I was going to say, let's do them at right. 50 operations, about six grand a piece is lofty goals, my friend. Lofty goals, but worthy goals. And it's all relative and serving a big God. This is not a big task for him, right? We just get to be part of the larger story that he's weaving. And so, uh, I was convicted recently. Uh, there are no great men or women uh, of God. They're just willing men and women that serve a great God. And he is literally allowing us to partner with his vision here uh, and at Ruck and with, with IJM to see this thing accomplished. So good news is at the time of our recording of this podcast, we have over $20,000 raised in the first two months and we're off to a good start, but we have plenty more to go. A huge shout out to the men of F3 Nation that have come alongside and partnered with us, as well as the women of FIA Nation, Females in Action, have, who have stepped up and partnered with us as well as their families and friends. I'm sitting on enditruck.com right now, clicking on the registration tab, logging myself into the system. So the team here from pick up the six podcast can start logging miles as we go through the rest of our summer here. Cause your boys got a ruck event coming up May 1st in South Carolina. And I think I'm going to see you down there for that. I got a lot Ooh. of training this summer gearing up for a six man blue Ridge relay team. So Pick up the six production team. Uh, I'm going to start logging miles and uh, we'll put on our website where folks can support our efforts to support you guys through this as well. So we're in, we're committed. Let's get moving on this. Josh, I mean, you get to see these things from the seat that you sit in on so many different levels to see the way that it's touched into the heart of this Wilmington community, but then starting to spread out throughout yeah. the extended network and throughout the men of F3 and females in action and, and even beyond that. 
How cool is that? Yeah, it's inspiring, brother. And you know, what really encourages me more than anything else these days is um, people can't seem to agree on anything these days, right? I mean, uh, from masks to elections to vaccines, you know, the whole gamut. Uh, no one seems to agree on everything. But this is the one thing that all of us can agree on. This is the one thing that all our families, all our politicians, um, members of both parties in Congress agree on this, which you know, um, never happens uh, on any other issue typically. So yeah, this is the one bridge building issue that we all agree on. And, uh, you know, God's orchestrated it in such a way and brought incredible partners like you both and your organizations into this fight. So yeah, it's inspiring. And I'm excited to see what the Lord does through this. The website for International Justice Mission is IJM.org. You can go there, learn more make contributions there as well as enditruck.com. And I know our listeners, we got hard chargers, people with great big hearts that want to give and want to serve listening to this podcast today. So let's do a few things. Let's go to enditruck.com. Let's support them financially and get on your feet and let's support them with a little bit of sweat equity as well over these next few months as we get ready for this. James, just talk to me a little bit about the excitement and and what's going to go into to your prep for this. I mean, you're going to log some pretty serious miles here, right? Yes, believe it or not. Uh, and this was uh, the most wise decision in the world, but I just went full send in February and I'm not, I'm not a runner uh, by, by trade or by anything really, but decided to run 300 miles in February and then got to the last week in February and thought, yeah, I feel pretty good on that Monday. Maybe I'll just shoot for 400. And so went ahead and uh, ran 405 miles in February. And on the last day, which was that Sunday in February, ran 55 miles. And we called it the 50 for freedom, just to shine a light, do something, you know, you just, again, find your place. You're, you're just somebody that's doing life and, and you have work and you have family, you have other responsibilities, but just like Joe Ash said, this is something that we can all agree on. This is something that we can all come together on. This is a fight worth fighting. And when everything else passes away, who are those going to be? Who are we going to be to step up and 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 do something about it? And I'll, I'll share this. Uh, I, I was just reading something today that was encouraging in uh, in the scriptures, and it was a story about some guys that took their friend. They couldn't get into the building to see Jesus, and their friend. Uh, needed to be healed. And so instead of like busting their way through the front door, it was just impossible. They literally climbed up. Yeah. On the roof and they mm-hmm. pulled back the tiles or whatever the roofing was made out of. And they lowered him like, down. Lowered him in. Yeah, that's right. Yes. They lowered him in so he could have an encounter. These people don't have friends like that. that can come in and say, I'm beside them, but we want to be those friends to lower them down so that they can be rescued. It's absolutely amazing. Enditruck.com is where you go to support them. You guys are listening right now. You probably have the hair standing up on your arms. You got that feeling of motivation. Who's motivated? Motivated. Motivated. Uh, so Enditruck.com is where you go to sign up. Let's go support these guys. Pick up the six audience. Let's go support them in full force. And let's do what we do. Let's help pick up the six here. We got people across this globe that are in need. And by signing up at enderruck.com, not only do you get a great challenge in, you're going to support a worthy cause to go out there and help end modern day slavery. Men, I am so incredibly grateful for your dedication to this effort and for you taking time and joining us today. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Glad to be here and freed people, free people, rescued people, rescue people. That's what we're going to do together. Mm. Mm, that's good, Joe Ash. Yeah. Honored to be here, Brian. Thank you so much. I'm Brian Jodis, and this has been Pick Up the Six Podcast. <laughs>